Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, uh, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 370. We are hid with Christ forever in the Father's holy plan. In this pure eternal union, we behold the perfect man. And we know that sin can never overthrow the sacred rod of dominion over evil. We are hid with Christ in God. Hymn number 370. like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. Our theme for tonight is, Your Life is Hid with Christ, and the readings will now be given by Craig. The Bible, Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness 
and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but are inwardly, they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then I will confess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? 
Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'll now read from miscellaneous writings by Mary Baker Eddy, the article, parts of the article allegory. Starting on page 323. Picture to yourself a city set upon a hill, a celestial city above all clouds, in serene, azure, and unfathomable glory, having no temple therein, for God is the temple thereof, nor need of the sun, neither of the moon, for God doth lighten it. Then from the sacred summit, behold, a capital S stranger, wending his way downward to where a few laborers in the valley at the foot of the mountain are working and watching for his coming. The descent and ascent are beset with peril, privation, temptation, toil, suffering. Venomous serpents hide among the rocks. Beasts of prey prowl in the path. Wolves in sheep's clothing are ready to devour. But the stranger meets and masters their secret and open attacks with serene confidence. The stranger eventually stands in the valley of, at the foot of the mountain, he saith unto the patient toilers therein, What do you here? Would ye ascend the mountain, climbing its rough cliffs, hushing the hissing serpents, taming the beasts of prey, and bathe in its streams, rest in its cool grottoes, and drink from its living fountains? The way winds and widens in the valley. Up the hill is a, it is straight and narrow, and few there be that find it. His converse with the watchers and workers in the valley closes, and he makes his way into the streets of a city made with hands. Pausing at the threshold of a palatial dwelling, he knocks and waits. The door is shut. He hears the sounds of festivity and mirth, Youth, manhood, and age gaily tread the gorgeously tapestried parlors, dancing halls, and banquet rooms. But a little while, and the music is dull. The wine is unsipped. The footfalls abate. The laughter ceases. Then, from the, the window of this dwelling, a face looks out, anxiously surveying him who waiteth at the door. Within this mortal mansion are adulterers, fornicators, idolaters, drunkenness, witchcraft, variance, envy, emulation, hatred, wrath, murder, 
appetites and passions have so dimmed their sight that he alone who looks from that dwelling through the clearer pain of his own heart, tired of sin, can see the stranger. Startled beyond measure at beholding him, this mortal inmate withdraws. But growing more and more troubled, he seeks to leave the odious company and the cruel walls and to find the stranger. Stealing cautiously away from his comrades, he departs, then turns back. He's afraid to go on and to meet the stranger. So he returns to the house, only to find the lights all wasted and the music fled. Finding no happiness within, he rushes again into the lonely streets, seeking peace but finding none. Naked, hungry, athirst, this time he struggles on and at length reaches the pleasant path of the valley at the foot of the mountain. Once he may hopefully look for the reappearance of the stranger and receive his heavenly guidance. The stranger enters a massive carved stone mansion and Seth unto the dwellers therein. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But they understand not this saying. These are believers of different sects and of no sect, some so-called Christian scientists in sheep's clothing, all drunken without wine. They have small conceptions of spiritual riches, few cravings for the immortal, but are puffed up with the applause of the world. They have plenty of pelf and fear not to fall upon the stranger, seize his pearls, throw them away, and afterwards try to kill him. Once more he seeks the dwelling place of mortals and knocks loudly. The door is burst open and the sufferers shriek for help. That house is on fire. The flames caught in the dwelling of luxury, where the blind saw them not, but the flesh at length did feel them. Thence they spread to the house of slumberers who heeded them not, until they became unmanageable. Fed by the fat of hypocrisy and vainglory, they consumed the next dwelling, then crept unseen into the synagogue, licking up the blood of martyrs and wrapping their altars in ruins. God is a consuming fire. Discerning in his path the penitent one who had groped his way from the dwelling of luxury, the stranger saith unto him, Wherefore comest thou hither? He answered, The sight of thee unveiled my sins and turned my misnamed joys to sorrow. When I went back into the house to take something out of it, my misery increased, so I came hither, hoping that I might follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Then saith the stranger, Thou hast chosen the good part. Follow me. We will now have a moment of silent prayer 
and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number seven. Abide with me, fast breaks the morning light. Our day star rises, banishing all night. Thou art our strength, O truth that maketh free. We would unfailingly abide in thee. Hymn number seven.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Everyone is welcome here. Obviously, I have to mention our website, plainfieldcs.com. In fact, many of you who have joined us tonight are on our website just now. And I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. It's amazing how much material we have to offer. And it's all free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church. It is also all very inspired and healing, the finest Christian science literature for your reading, listening, studying, etc. So check out our website. I'd like to point out one article we're now featuring on the home page of our website, and it's entitled The Healing Mind. It was written by Samuel Greenwood. It's a very good article. Highly recommend it. And I also have to mention that there has been a recent post added to our noteworthy news. If you haven't seen it yet, it is a must-see. You guys really got to check it out. And while you're on our website, check out the Bible study questions, because guess what? It's coming this coming Saturday. That's right. We're having our next Bible study this coming Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. So check out the Bible study questions and join us on Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going to have a really good time this Saturday. You won't, definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, join us also every Sunday. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one that's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And many of these students, particularly those who don't live in the area, do indeed attend our Sunday school by telephone which means that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And our teachers there will be most happy to welcome your child. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Reddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody who gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. 
This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Remember also that we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your phone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. Thank you, Craig, for the very inspirational reading. Tonight I'd like to share a healing experience that happened to me a week ago. I got in my car and started driving home after teaching an amazing Zumba class. The room was packed full of all different types of people having a great time and expressing love to each other. I've learned to pray before each class and know that God is the one in control and not me. I pray for each individual participant knowing that they are all God's beautiful and perfect ideas since they are the image and likeness of God. Right before I started my drive home, I turned on YouTube and found Oneness by Bicknell Young and began driving and listening. A few minutes into the drive, I got an excruciating pain in my left hip. It was not a pulled muscle. It was something I've never experienced before. As the pain persisted, my initial quick negative thoughts were, what did I do to cause this? Could it be something I did today or yesterday? I've heard of other instructors who get injured and can't teach for long periods. What will I do? Then just as quickly, I remembered what we are taught here at Plainfield, that this was animal magnetism that was causing this. It was trying to distract me, stop me, and cause me to be unhappy. At first, the pain was too intense to concentrate. It was very hard for me to sit and drive, but I refused to accept the pain. As I continued to pray, I started being able to concentrate on the article oneness that Gary was reading aloud on YouTube. The article was so comforting. It was one of the first articles that I listened to, which originally drew me to Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. The part that really resonated with me was, quote, Mrs. Eddy was asked to define a Christian science treatment. The acknowledgement of present perfection was her answer, end quote. This was so comforting and reassuring to know that I was perfect right now. I also kept hearing the article state several times that God was the one doing the healing, so I gave it to God to do, and he did it. The pain left quickly right before I arrived home, and it never returned. I'm so happy for all that I'm learning and all I am continuing to learn, thanks to my practitioner and all the other hard workers at Plainfield that are reaching and helping people all around the world. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Yes, good evening. And thank you for those really marvelous readings tonight. I would like to express my extreme gratitude for an experience that I had last week. I slipped on the ice, going down hard. Pain screamed from every direction, and I did scream back. I knew instantly that man is unfallen, perfect, and whole, 
and had never for one instant been separated from all good God. I stood up and resumed my activity and then went out for a dinner engagement. That night it came to thought that even though I have always known that man is unfallen and have always said so, deeper thought told a different story. That day I had been, quote, rushing around smartly, not watching my thought quite as I should, and I realized that during the course of one day alone I had accepted into my thought all sorts of fallen images of man, one on drugs, one seemingly governed by the medical profession, one homeless on the street corner, images that had presented themselves to me as certainly fallen, that I had not corrected. John Morgan says in his book, some notes on true vision, quote, How am I seeing? Who am I seeing? What am I seeing? In truth, I see only God's image and likeness, for man is a transparency for truth, unquote. What a lie, these subtleties of error that had sneaked into my thinking through the back door, and I had not detected them. I was very, very grateful to have this pointed out to me. All pain and soreness vanished with the realization that man truly is, quote, unfallen, upright, pure, and free, unquote, as Mary Baker Eddy, our dear leader, says. And to be consistent, we must keep a clear consciousness and see only the perfection that God has made. Mary Baker Eddy, discoverer and founder, writes, and I quote, In this science, we discover man in the image and likeness of God. We see that man has never lost his spiritual estate and his eternal harmony, unquote. It is our privilege and our duty to know this in every hour of the day. Thank you so much to all that you guys do at Plainfield, and I'm just so grateful for all of it. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Yes, thank you. Thank you for those readings on your life is hid with Christ. Certainly, that is where our safety is. I am very grateful for these testimony meetings as they provide, in addition to the readings, very helpful examples of putting this science to practical use in our lives. Every testimony is so valuable. It gives a truth to hold on to and to work with in our own experience. So much good is shared through this independent church and website. I'd like to give thanks for Tony's wonderful project, Who is Mary Baker Eddy? Which gives excellent information about Mary Baker Eddy and her history. And now he has started something new shorts, which are little clips about a minute long on Bible verses or statements from Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. These may be easily accessed by clicking on our YouTube channel on the carousel on the church website. These verses and statements are accompanied by the most beautiful, peaceful, and inspiring videos. 
all that this independent Christian Science Church has done and is continuing to do tells me that God's hand is on this church, guiding and guarding. As Jesus said, by their fruits ye shall know them. Thank you so much for this meeting tonight, for the readings, the wonderful testimonies, and the beautiful music. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'm so grateful for many, very many life changes uh, that I've experienced that have uh, that were have been given to me through Christian Science from practitioners and a teacher, Mrs. Evans, in this church since I came to Plainfield many years ago. And uh, one of the uh, one of the lessons that I am particularly grateful for is to have been taught that God really is all there is. <laughs> and that as his children, we really do have unlimited good available to us. Well, when I first got to Plainfield, I, um, I had a lot of limited concepts about life, a lot of limited concepts about myself. And one of them that I was kind of struggling with was how to be happy. Now, this may seem a little strange, but when I came here, I, I thought perhaps, you know, happiness could be found in having a certain kind of education or a certain kind of job or hanging out with certain people, you know, or, or accomplishing certain kinds of things. Um, and for a while, I even thought that happiness could be found in playing games and winning them. Well, so anyway, I pursued what I thought would make me, you know, happy. But after a few moments of what I thought was happiness, I would generally end up being disappointed uh, and still struggling to find really true happiness, I guess. And, uh, but when I got here, there was a teacher of Christian science, Mrs. Evans, who also a practitioner, and taught me that happiness was really not anything like what I had thought, not anything like what the world will try to tell you. And I learned that the key to happiness is simply to make sure I am doing what God has for me to do, to use the talents that God has given me, and that if I would just accept what God wants me to do each day, that is where I would find happiness. And I also found that it always means to help others. We all have talents, and to put them to use, whether it's 
in our church, in our business, or anywhere in our lives to help others. That is really the only way to find true happiness. And certainly nothing selfish could ever bring lasting happiness. Well, there's a, there's a saying that I've found a few years ago that I really hit home. And, and I don't know who the author of it was, but the saying that um, kind of goes like this. It says, happiness is the hunger to give, while unhappiness is the hunger to get. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> I do things a lot differently now. I don't play games as much as I used to. And I'm grateful to say that I am a much happier person as a result of this change. Um, I have more time to do what God wants me to do, to help the cause of Christian science. And in that, I have to say, I really have found the greatest happiness that I've ever known. So I'm grateful to the teacher and practitioner in this church. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us this science that leads us to everything good in our lives. Um, grateful to Christ Jesus for Christianity, for the example and the teaching that he has set for us. And I'm so happy to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. I'm so grateful for all this church provides for the entire world through the Bible studies, roundtable discussions, and so much more. In recent weeks, a health challenge has occurred, which has been an opportunity to put my entire reliance on God, the great, the great physician, and I'm continuing to work with that. I'm also most grateful for the continual support of my loving practitioner, who is such a blessing. Thank you so much for tonight's reading, and I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful service tonight, the lovely music, the inspiring testimonies, and the wonderful readings. I'm just so grateful for all that we're given in this church that enables us to draw closer to God and to seek first his kingdom, that regardless of the trials and the challenges that we might seem to be facing, that we can, armed with the teachings given here, set our face like a flint as we are often encouraged to do here and to seek to walk that straight and narrow path that was in the beautiful readings tonight. I also wanted to give my gratitude for the roundtables that we have every Sunday. It's one of my favorite activities of the church, and to me they're such a precious gift and something that I look forward to each week. They're always so inspiring and rich and overflowing with love, with healing articles and healing truth, and they always, always seem to meet a need that I would have at that time. I'm also grateful to my practitioner for her constant prayerful support 
her encouragement, and for always lifting me up with her teachings and instructions. I'm so grateful to our loving Father, Mother, God, to Christ Jesus, our way shower, and to Mary Baker Eddy for her precious gift of Christian science. I'm so grateful for these Wednesday evening meetings and so very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. As I was reading the preface to Watches, Prayers, and Arguments by Gilbert Carpenter, it struck me once again how grateful I am to God for bringing me to Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. For several years, I came twice a week with a friend for the Wednesday and Sunday services before moving here permanently. Those trips tell a story all in themselves, facing opposition of all sorts, but with practitioner help and prayers from members, we always made the trip back and forth, doing watches, praying, writing, and listening to audios. I knew in my heart that coming here would be the closest I could get to the atmosphere of being in Mrs. Eddy's home, of learning Christian science and how to be a warrior for Christ, a true disciple, just like the students must have felt being in Mrs. Eddy's home, learning, watching, praying, working under her careful guidance and teaching. Everything from cooking to walking to talking must be held in spiritual thought and inspiration, never coming down from the wall. Much more than that was I felt and knew, and it is true about being here, and my heart is overflowing with gratitude and thank you to all who make it possible for me to be a part and participate in this most important time of my life. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. This evening, I'd like to express my gratitude for the deep lessons that I have been learning at Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church in how to pr practice Christian science. Before finding Plainfield, my routine was to pack in as much work as possible every day. This was based on pressure and human will. This eventually led to me suffering a physical and mental breakdown. When I found Plainfield, I had already tried different human systems and self-help programs to help calm my driven behavior. They were, some were better steps, but it took the power of God to break, start breaking down the stronghold, to cast out beliefs like the desire to please people that fed this drive. I owe a debt of gratitude to my Plainfield practitioner because it was through her prayers and instruction 
and my day-to-day practice of the precepts given to me found in Christian science that are based on Christ Jesus' teachings and the Bible, that this uh, healing started to take place. I am also uh, grateful, as mentioned by another speaker tonight, for Gilbert Carpenter's books, Watches, Prayers, and Arguments, but also Mary Baker Eddy and her spiritual footsteps, where he talks about how to live Christian science day to day and how Mrs. Eddy taught her students to live it at Pleasant View, and that each of us can do the same thing in our own homes. I share this testimony tonight in hopes that it will help someone to slow down and to turn to Mary Baker Eddy's teachings. There you will find peace, strength, endurance, and learn right activity and how to listen to God. Recently, I had a few things I had to do. I was not sure how I was going to get it all done. But rather than push through, I waited for what felt like the right time for each one, and they were each accomplished without rushing or pushing. I'm very grateful for each little step that I take away from the old sense of uh, rushing and pushing. Um, I am so grateful for the Bible, our Bible studies, and our Christ, and Christ Jesus, our way shower, and his teachings, and Mary Baker Eddy, our leader, and her teachings, and this independent church and all its members. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for all I have learned here about Christian science. My particular gratitude tonight is for being taught here how to impersonalize error so that I can be sure not to attach it to myself or others, and also to impersonalize good so that I can be sure to see God as the only source of all that is good. When I was a child, my family attended Christian churches in California, and the teaching I was given there had me so concerned about being prideful that I wasn't even sure if I was allowed to like what I either wrote or drew. This was a hard thing to get past, especially since I ended up becoming a designer. And during that time, I let the customer decide whether it was good or not, and I tried to keep myself out of it. When I came to Plainfield and started to learn that God was the only source of good and that it is my job all of our jobs to listen for divine inspiration and obey, I was healed of that concern of being prideful and actually now feel that I can really enjoy what God brings forth through me and others here in the church. It's been such a blessing to know it is, quote, the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works, end quote, as Christ Jesus said in John fourteen ten. As my practitioner has taught me, this work has everything to do with uplifted spiritual thought of the worker and not who the worker is or what their human qualities might be. And as Peter said in Acts 10:34, God is no respecter of persons. I'm so grateful for how Christian science and practitioner support has healed this and so many other impediments I had before coming here. What a blessing it is to be a member of this church 
and to be a part of this mission. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for this beautiful testimony meeting tonight. I would like to offer my deepest thanks to my Plainfield practitioner for her precious holy prayers. A few weeks ago, I had problems with blocked ears. I felt a lot of pressure and a bit of pain, and I went to sleep listening to a precious reading from this church and praying. When I woke the next morning, I was better, but in the coming days, I was still having troubles with this, so I realized that I would need some help. When I reached out to my Plainfield practitioner, she gave me a citation to work with. It's by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, a ready ear for the overture of angels, end quote. And she added that nothing can block that. Well, that made me so happy and absolutely it moved things off and my ears unblocked and all was well. At that same time, my husband had some fever and coughing. I started prayerful work on this but found again that I was needing some support and I reached out again to my Plainfield practitioner who lovingly prayed over it and I knew immediately that he was safe as soon as I felt the power in her holy prayers reaching us here. He was so much improved and continued to improve each day until very well indeed. I am so very grateful for this healing for him. A few nights later, I was experiencing flu-like symptoms. I was having some troubles breathing, and at one point I felt quite panicked about it. It seemed so intense, so I called my Plainfield practitioner, and she gave me him 195 to work with. Quote, Gird with the love of God on every side, I breathe that love as heaven's own healing air. I work and pray and follow still my guide and fear no foe escaping every snare. Well, this was indeed an instant healing of that problem and I had no further issues with breathing at all. When my husband remarked how quickly I had recovered from this malady, I told him that this is one of the many reasons that I so love Christian science and dear Mrs. Eddy so very much. The healing power of the Christ is all-powerful here today just as it has been and ever will be in every age through the Christian science that Mary Baker Eddy has shown to us. I was then able to do all my work the following week for a leadership conference, God's love and power everywhere. Also, for the last couple of years, I have been praying on a skin lesion on my leg. Well, I suddenly realized that this lesion had simply dropped off harmlessly with fresh new skin on the spot it had been. And this all had happened during the time that my Plainfield practitioner was praying for me, praying for me, for my husband, for our household. I am very grateful for these healings that unfolded during the last few weeks. I am so grateful to our dearest, loving Father, Mother, God, for healing us and saving us, and I am so grateful for Christian science and the purity that is taught and practiced in this holy church. Thank you to our dear Plainfield practitioner for her holy prayers, love, and teaching. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy. And my ever thanks to our practitioners, teachers and workers at Dearest Plainfield Independent. And so much love to you all. Thank you. Lanny from Georgia, go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to express my deep gratitude for the wonderful ongoing instruction that we have here at our church um, on Mrs. Eddy's science um, through all the wonderful resources, but especially our weekly roundtables, which somehow week after week just exceed the the previous week, which I don't, I'm not sure how that's possible. Um, and also with everything that's the, the amazing resources on our website. Um, the third thing I'm really grateful for, too, is how we're encouraged to um, to get to know Mrs. Eddie better through her biographies. And I have found that really um, insightful and instructful lately. I've um, been working on helping proof the Greco book as it's being recorded and it's just such an amazing deep dive into her life and how her revelation unfolded that it's it's been extremely helpful to me uh, reading about how she, you know, how she brought Christian science to the world and how she handled the various challenges and things uh, on this on that path to to making that all happen. It's been extremely instructive for me to. Uh, to look at that and then apply that to the challenges that come um, into my life and to see them in a little, in a different light. Um, you know, it's been helping me to better understand how to address them. Um, one example of that is uh, not that long ago, we gave a testimony or I gave a testimony about how we had finally found our house after a really long time of looking. And, you know, we just, it was such an amazing unfoldment and we had just felt so blessed by how everything worked out. But in the last few weeks, we've had some challenges come up um, since we moved in and some unexpected un, unexpected expenses that uh, were, a couple of them were fairly significant. And I know when this first happened, the temptation came that suddenly to maybe doubt the, you know, doubt this demonstration or doubt that, you know, maybe we're not in our right place. What if, what if? And, it was just, it was so strange because, you know, it's like, it just, it was like this little devilish thought that was like, oh, well, look, this happened and this must mean this. And the good news is that we jumped on that or I jumped on that very quickly because I realized, no, that that's not from God. And that's not how Mrs. Eddie uh, handled them or handled challenges that came to her. And it was very clear to me that, no, I need to keep trusting in God's disposal of events and God's placement of us. And I could trust his placement of us here. You know, there's so many things that had aligned that it just, it was clearly God's doing that I couldn't let this devilish thought come in and try to undermine that. So even in the face of a couple of these challenges, I found myself just expressing a lot of gratitude for my house and just thanking God daily. It's like, you know, thank you God for putting me here. I thank you for the beauty that's all around me and, Thank you for all these, you know, these wonderful new neighbors and this, you know, we, we just had some lovely experiences with new folks that we met in the town. And I just kept getting gratitude for that. Um, 
what was very interesting is that shortly after that, one of the concerns we'd had with this unexpected expense was that we were thinking we might need to replace one of our cars that was getting pretty old. And when this unexpected expense came up, or we were thinking, okay, well, I'm probably going to have to put that car thing off for a while. Well, it wasn't long after we'd been working this way that my husband's boss called him up completely out of the blue and basically let him know that he was going to be given a company car. And he could use that car for work, but also for any personal needs. It just He should just think of it as his car. And we had to laugh because it was just, again, it was so out of the blue. We had no idea that it was coming, um, that we just had to laugh and, and to praise God because what what a need being met and just such a clear proof of God's care and God's supply that it's um, it's just been quite lovely. And we're just so grateful for it. And just like in last week's lesson on soul, where it talks about soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind, uh, we we looked at that. And we're just like, well, isn't that just a proof of that? And like Craig read tonight as well, that we're hid with Christ and God, and He does supply our needs, especially when we seek Him first and put our love and our trust and our care in Him. So I'm just I'm very grateful for this. I'm grateful for this unfoldment for this lesson. Very grateful to Mrs. Eddie for giving us this beautiful science and for, again, for the continuing education in this science that we have here at Plainfield. And also just very grateful for all the amazing testimonies tonight and and for all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for the beautiful reading tonight on how our life Hid with Christ. I have two testimonies, um, one from uh, Germany, and she says that this morning as I was walking to the train to go to teach an all-day assignment, I continued to sing to myself, O oh, gentle presence, peace and joy and power, as my continual embracing of the unity that God affords each and every one of us. There have been many issues that have come up that I'm learning to deal with in happiness instead of in fear, with the help of my Plainfield practitioner. For example, I am grateful that the tools afforded me to spiritually progress are taking me forward. I have to properly let go of anger, feeling wrongfully accused, having the false sense of limitation, be it in finances or space for my work. I'm also learning to pray about deported pupils, the wars in the world that rage and challenge us to know God and rely on God. These are helping me to work for our world and to be more aware of the peace that only God gives us. I'm keenly aware that no one or nothing can be outside of the love of God. So God does not shine on me, but on all of us. Nor does God only shine on others and not on me. As a painter, I'm also being very grateful for God working through me and now consider that as a blessing. I think to myself as I walk and acknowledge God right here and now where I am. I'm very grateful 
for the gentle yet firm prodding of my patient practitioner who lovingly supports me to understand that Christian science is a science and that God will give me the wisdom to do correctly whatever is required of me. Prior to the lockdown, I was to sell work to two women for their company and they were to pick it up the weekend when the lockdown started. My thought was that this great amount will help me concentrate on art projects. However, they did not purchase the work they promised to take. When that happened, a feeling of betrayal and fear crept through. But I'm learning now to not depend on man for my supply. I am learning not to hold any grudges. From this experience, I've also learned to stop any human outlining. I am grateful to Plainfield. Thank you so much, Plainfield, for uncovering and sharing the early workers, current workers, and teaching us how to heal and be with God in a continual way. The other one is from Kenya. She says, I was a student at Edinburgh University, Scotland, and one of my subjects was history of art. So my parents arranged for our family to spend Christmas together in Florence so we could enjoy the art treasures there. My parents and brother drove across Europe to Florence and I flew from Edinburgh. The day I was to arrive was cloudy and stormy, so planes could not land. Unfortunately, my parents had not given me the name and the address of the hotel where they were staying. Of course, this was the time before cell phones. My mother continued to pray that all things work together for good to them who love God. The beautiful result was that just when our plane was due to land, the clouds parted and our plane was able to land easily at the Florence airport in sunlight. As soon as the plane had landed, the clouds covered Florence again. Our family had a wonderful time in Florence together. It is great to think back to healings in our past. I am so grateful to my parents, devoted Christian scientists, who brought me up to love God, Jesus Christ, and Mary Baker Eddy. I went to boarding school in Nairobi. Every Sunday, my parents were permitted to collect me and take me to the Christian Science Sunday School, where loving teachers taught me the monstrable Christian science. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear all these beautiful testimonies of people using the science taught here and the results from them. So grateful to God, Christ Jesus, his example, Mary Baker Eddy, and everyone who has continued to spread this truth for our world. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Some things, uh, notes and emails to read tonight. Uh, the first from Vermont. Dear fellow members, 
In close, please find our donation to help with all the fine work that you are doing at the Plainfield Church. It is a blessing to know that you are there, keeping the church, and more importantly, the cause of Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science thriving. With love. And then California. It, dear friends, it is always a joy to hear your voices on Wednesdays and Sundays and at our Saturday uh, Bible studies. I am very grateful for all the work going on at the Plainfield Church for God and Christian Science and enclosed is my monthly contribution with love. And then a, a new name from Germany. Just a quick but heartfelt thank you for Imogen's testimony last Wednesday. So many parallels in the upbringing, including Mormonism, that my small human mind was able to take love and hope in. Thank you all at Plainfield Christian Science Church. I enjoy your articles, hymns, testimony broadcast, and your YouTube videos. And then South Dakota. My thanks to Plainfield Christian Science Independent for your expressions of love, for your dedication and commitment to the science of the Christ. I am blessed by your many expressions in support of the Comforter as promised by Christ Jesus and as discovered and founded by our leader, Mary Baker Eddy. I have recently witnessed a complete turnaround of error after it was discerned, denounced, then denied, and thereafter dismissed as an unreality not created by God. Thus the warning, do not merely dismiss animal magnetism, but address and treat it with understanding and thoroughness. And then the the dismissal as brought about, as was mentioned in a recent watch. Thank you all for all that I'm learning in this church. And then California. When all around me seem to be hopeless, I like to remember that I am grateful for being here in this world at this time. I love my country. There is no better place. And I love that I am here now, so close to the time of Mrs. Eddy and her key to the scriptures, science and health, which has blessed my life, opened my, my eyes in a way not possible in ages since the Christ appeared since the Christ appeared through Jesus. So today and every day, I thank God for his blessing to me in my onward, upward way into the realization of my spiritual heritage and joining the sentiment of many others in this Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I am happy to be here. And then Iowa. I am so grateful for this church and all the practitioner help I've received over the years. I did have a healing of my foot, which was virtually instantaneous, and it had been very sore. This healing made such an impression on me because it was coincident with the spiritual understanding that I gained, and I did feel God's love and care for me. I will never forget it, and it touches on the infinite possibilities, which Mrs. Eddy says in the second chapter of Science and Health, and shows these possibilities come with spiritual understanding. Much love to this dear church and and its members. And then Virginia. Encloses my monthly contribution to support the vital mission of this independent church 
in promoting Mary Baker Eddy's pure revelation of divine science and a correct depiction of its discoverer and founder. I continue to be so grateful for all the ways in which we learn true Christian science and its application to daily life. One very important way is delving into Bible history, as we did on January 27th with the topic of David and Goliath. Many thanks to Tom, who ran the Bible study and provided many enlightening and inspiring sources of information, and to all who very actively and enthusiastically joined in with the discussion. Near the end, it was mentioned that Mrs. Eddy had a statue in her home of David with his foot on Goliath's head. And it was brought out how Mrs. Eddy has said that in order to get rid of era animal magnetism thoroughly, you use the first commandment. There's no other God before the one God. And this is how David was able to destroy the era called Goliath. He knew there was no other power and that the battle was the Lord's for Samuel. Another very important point is nothing is personal. Every discord that comes is an attack on your Christ, as Goliath's attack was not against David or the Israelites, but against God. We can stand with God, and as Shardell reminded us, we are trusting now in the same God of Israel. With love and grateful thanks. And then lastly, another couple. First one again from Virginia. Many thanks for the phenomenal readings at Wednesday, February 14th meeting. The theme, The Biblical Basis of Government, so clearly shows the allness of our good God and the freedom and prosperity had by all mankind in following God's commands. Anyone confused by what is going on in the world today can take solace in the truths found here, for they are applicable and dependable to every department of life. Only here with our invariable Father-Mother God do we find oneness with all peoples and harmony as we, quote, pray for that mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, end quote. Thanks again for these words of wisdom. And then finally, Canada, Thank you for this post, and thanks to our Plainfield Church for this very important and timely message. The theme, the biblical basis of government, is in line with the powerful watch booklet on true government that has been provided to us for study and prayer and can be found on our website. I am very grateful for everything I am learning here at Plainfield. Thank you so very much for those readings tonight. Um, two of my most favorite things, the Sermon on the Mount and Mrs. Eddy's article, An Allegory. That was one that we were many times told to study and work with because there are so many lessons in that one article. It was another masterpiece by Mrs. Eddy and how wonderful the Sermon on the Mount goes with it, keeping on that straight and narrow path. And I loved how it was ended when the, the man, the penitent one, says that the sight of thee, meaning this stranger who represents the Christ, unveiled my sins and turned my misnamed joys to sorrow. 
When I went back into the house to take something out of it, my misery increased. So I came hither, hoping that I might follow thee, whithersoever thou goest. And then saith the stranger, Thou hast chosen the good part. Follow me. And how many of us have been in that position, as Gary's testimony was talking about, where you're looking for happiness but in all the wrong directions and it blows up in your face, truly. Um, and then when we're ready, like tired children, as Mrs. Eddy says, to turn to the arms of divine love. And yes, to follow that stranger, the, trice, the Christ truth. Such a beautiful story. So grateful for it. And also for the beautiful testimonies tonight of healings that are going on. Mrs. Evans would tell us that our Wednesday night meeting is the most important thing that is going on in the entire world. And to never forget that. So you've all joined us in attending the most important thing that is going on in the entire world. And how so? Because we are bucking the tide of mortal mind and declaring to all mankind that Christian science is alive and well and does heal, and our God is real. I thank God for this service tonight for Christian science, for dear Mrs. Eddy, and to be with you all, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight, go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize. Then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth. Arise, and let not fear enthrall. Hymn number five.